Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and this is Agape Love. Love is here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and of her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello, Pastor Henry. Pastor Deborah here again. And this is our final video on inheritance. Remember, we've had an introduction video, a video one of what is an inheritance, and a video two called coming of age. And this one, video three, is called receiving the inheritance the promises. I hope you enjoy it and you learn and then you come of age. Excuse my computer. It's making those strange noises. Again, I don't know how to get them off. Alright. Let's begin with a little prayer that will carry on with you and hopefully help you grow and learn. Dear giver of your inheritance, we thank you for this time to be taught and learn, to grow and come of age. We thank you for giving us promises that we have to come into our fullness in order to receive. We thank you for Pastor Henry, whose heart's desire is to learn and to grow. Be with him as he teaches. Be with him people that you love so much and you paid such a high price for. Father, in this last video about inheritance and receiving the promises of God spiritually open up their hearts and minds unblind their blinded eyes and help their ears to hear the ground has been plowed the shell has been broken up passed through the soul and into the realm of the spirit into the realm where you live the realm of the unseen, the realm of the glorified body of Christ Jesus. Into that realm we go. And we thank you for all your help, your words of spirit and truth. We thank you for the faithful Holy Spirit who is the teacher and our governor and our guide to help us as we unfold your words and we look behind, and a doorway is open to us. In your name, your image and likeness, 
and in your word, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. All right, Pastor Henry, and all you wonderful, wonderful people, let's dig in and let's get started. I'm honored to have been teaching you such deep messages. And this final one is going to help you to understand why your many prayers have not been answered. Why even though you do good things out of your soul, your spirit has not grown up. Hopefully this video will help you to come of age. Remember, our inheritance are the promises of God. They are the kingdom of heaven and God itself and everything that is in it. Remember, we told you in the other two videos that even God himself had to come of age. For he had inheritances, gifts and promises he desired to receive. And what were they? All of humanity. And to finally have his day of rest and to settle down with us on a new earth. And to complete and fulfill all of his heart's desires that he had desired for himself and for us. To be a family, to rule and reign territory that he had created for us so he could be honored and glorified by all that we do. And we could bring our honor and our glory into the kingdom of heaven's throne room itself and present it as gifts to our king, to our Lord, and to our Father. Coming of age as you grow up, you sort of get in the family business. You're no longer a child swayed by your emotions and feelings. You're no longer a baby in your thinking and concepts. You've gone to school. You've taken your test. You had your trials and your temptations, and you passed. And you were steady, and you could hold under all kinds of pressure. And you could be trusted with power and authority, with signs and wonders, and with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you would take no glory for it in yourself. You would charge no money for it. You grew up. You came of age. And then you were able to take your old man, your old self, to the cross itself. Get inside of Christ Jesus and die. And experience that. And experience going into hell yourself for the sins of rebellion and disobedience and the sins of our body and our flesh. And we hope that when you came of age, you got into your new body 
glorified in the tomb, out of sight, just like he did. He shows us how it happens. He shows us the power of dying and death coming out of life. He shows us the power of love your neighbor as yourself. That you would lay down your own life even though you were innocent. For there is no greater love than to lay down your life for another. All those who die by the hands of horrible people who do not believe in this love. Their death is not in vain. For out of death will come life. We learn that from Paul. Paul stood by and watched Stephen, the first martyr, be killed. He held the robes of those who were throwing the stones. He watched the death. He participated. He was complicit in the death of a Christian. And did the Christian yell and scream? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Death brought forth life. Stephen's death. When he saw the kingdom of heaven, he prayed for all that were watching. And then on the road to Damascus, a spiritual thing had to occur. Have you had your Damascus experience? Where you see a great vision? Many Muslims are. Many Hindus and Buddhists are. Because that is where the coming of age must occur. Go read Paul's conversion on the road. It's a powerful event. And it came forth out of the death of Stephen. So those of our brothers and sisters who are killed. All over the world have always been killed. Because what's in them, the love and the kingdom of heaven and the king, God himself, is a threat to the God of this world, the God of this age. Satan hates him. And he thinks if he kills his people, the carriers, the vessels of this God, that he'll disappear. But God takes this horrible event, death, being killed for being a Christian, persecuted. And he brings forth life. Satan hadn't figured it out yet. When you kill a Christian, the seeds of love fall down into the ground. They bring forth a bountiful harvest of new souls for love. Death brings forth life. For even Christ Jesus tells us that if a grain of corn or a seed does not fall down into the ground and break open and let life come out of it, if that does not happen, then fruit cannot come from that seed the seed remains 
sterile, unplanted. So in the death of our brothers and sisters will come life. Those that they had been praying for will feel what Paul felt, will have an experience as Paul had, will have dreams and visions. When I tell you a quick story, I told those people, the homeless shelter, can't even remember where I read it. I think I saw it on the internet. There was a young Christian man who wanted to go into some Islamic areas. I don't know if he went into Afghanistan or Iraq or Syria. And God said go. Took his family. Went into the heart of the city. He was a Christian. And the Muslims. And the uh, ISIL people. Fundamental Muslims. They came. And they killed the whole family. And God spoke to another man to go to the same city, go to the same house, and preach my love and forgiveness to them. Now, this new man, he knew what had happened, but he obeyed. He was expecting to be killed, but he obeyed. When he got there with his family one night, Men broke into his house, hooded in black hoods, face covered. They pulled a gun to his head and said, come with us. They covered his face with a sack. They took him in the car. He didn't know where he was going. He was expecting to be killed. He was taken to a house where there was about 70-something ISIS fighters sitting on the floor and one stood up and said sir we killed your brother and his family and every one of us 70 of us or 90 of us we all had a dream in one night we felt guilty and full of shame and dishonor for killing this man and his family. And we were told in the dream, if we would get you, you could help lift this dishonor and this shame and this guilt off of us. Please help us. That was not what this young man was expecting. God had gone ahead of him. He used one man in his family's death as a part of a long story to reach the hearts and the spirits of many. The young man who was a Christian led him and told him about the love of Christ to forgive them even for killing this innocent man and his family. He prayed for them. The shame and the guilt and the dishonor lifted. They all became followers of Christ Jesus right then and there. 
So out of death and obedience came the fruit the first man was looking for. He was a part of a great story. God was working through dreams and visions. And another man had to be obedient to go. And he had to be able to lead the people. Who were feeling great dishonor. And defilement and shame for what they had done. Because God spoke to them through dreams. They all had the same dream. That what they had done did not please him. And they would not get into paradise. They carried that guilt and that weight. And God knew the only thing that could lift it. Was if one of his trusted followers would come again. And lead them into forgiveness and acceptance of this Christ. You don't realize that when one dies, they are planted. Their lives are not in vain. Oh, it is horrible and it hurts. But that's the life of a Christian. To lay down your life, if necessary, at the hands of the enemy. And trust God. That he will bring another. And those that took your life. Will get saved. And they will meet you. And you will see that your death was not in vain. That out of your death will come life. So pray for those. Who have not yet. Passed from death to life. Pray for those who do the killing. Doing the hating. Killing the little children. Raping the women. Pray for them that God will send dreams and visions. That his heart that he did and went to the cross for. Will bring forth the fruit. That he desires. That those that live in darkness and ignorance of him. Will come to know him. We're all a part of his work. His plans. Each of us has our part in it. Some of us have a part that we must die. To bring forth this fruit. That he desires. Oh we don't die spiritually. But our earthly life is over. Death comes for all of us. By many ways. And through many different means. But our God is a God. That out of death. Comes life. These people who were in another nation. Who died at the hands of unbelievers. They will all meet together. In that glorious place. In the kingdom. And they will be one family. We must stay there. We must see that our deaths mean something. They are a part of a plan. To reach out. 
and touch other people who do not believe. We must be able to trust God with dreams and visions that He is at work even through our violent death. Even through us being murdered and raped, taken into captivity. I've been in working with people at the death's door for years. I even work with little children who are starving. There is no hope for food. They just came to me the other day asked if they can leave. And was the place they were going to, would it be safe, peaceful? Would there be plenty of food and water to drink? And I said, yes. And I sent an angel. They walked off together. And the mama comes and wants that peace. When you are a Christian, you must think of the eternal, the spirit that's in there. You must stay there. And this video that we're fixing to talk about. Receiving your inheritance. Is how you're going to do it. So let's begin. As always. You know me. I love to start a teaching session. With some words of spirit and life. Let's start this one. Video 3 of Inheritance with Jeremiah 17.10. This helps us relate to the second video of Coming of Age. Jeremiah 17.10 I, the Lord, search the heart, your soul and your spirit, your mind, I search your ideas and concepts, your thoughts, your beliefs, what you worship. I'm looking in there for idols, graven images. I'm looking for your trust and your faith. And is agape love in there? I'm looking. And I will test and tempt and try these concepts that are your reins which pull you this way or that way but I'm also looking to see who is sitting on top of the horse is it your spirit that's guiding you Pulling on the rein, the concept, the belief to go this way, to go that way. Or is your soul? I, the Lord, am looking and I am testing. I am trying your reins. That which is pulling on you, guiding you to go this way, or to stop, or to go forward, or to go that way. I'm looking. I'm testing to see if you'll go at a gallop, if you'll run into war, 
or if you will turn and retreat. I'm looking and testing and trying the reins of your heart. I need to see what's pulling on you. What are you doing? What's guiding you? What's holding you back? Maybe you're sort of faking it. And you're going at a walk. When I need you to run. Maybe you're going in the wrong direction. Maybe you're lost. I will test and try the reins that are guiding you. And why do I do that, he says. To give to you, to everyone, according to the fruit. If I want you to go this way, and you are going that way, then I will not get the fruit that I desire. I'm looking for you to get somewhere, to produce something, to have something in your life, maybe a new concept, a new idea, a new belief, stronger faith. I'm looking for that fruit by testing your reins. I'm looking for the fullness that will come out of your reins, of your doings. If you are going in the direction, <clears throat> excuse me, that I want you to go in, you obey me, and you go with the speed I need you to go at, then we will get there. And your fruit will produce what I need it to produce. Your life will bring forth life. So he's looking, he's testing. He's going to try you. He's going to see what's pulling on you. What are you obeying? What's guiding you? Is fear at work? He's looking. Lamentations 3.40 Now... <clears throat> We have to learn that let us look at our own selves to search, try and test and prove our ways and then turn again to the Lord. Most of us in childhood, when we have not yet come of age, we are still Governed by the flesh, the old man, all of the soul, the physical body. That is our reins. They have turned us away from the Lord. We are just children in our emotions. Our old man has not willingly died within ourself. And our spirit has not had a Hebrews 4.12 experience the son the new spiritual offspring of God has not come forth out of the soul the female the soul the helpmate 
is still covering it, covered it in flesh. So we must look at ourselves. What are we doing? Why are we doing what we're doing? Are we just a child, just needing milk? Which means somebody just needs to tell me God loves me. Are you still dealing with your hurts and wounds of abuse or abandonment and just want to be loved? You're still a child. You still hate your brother. You're still a child. Go back and watch video two. Look and see what is guiding you. What reins are pulling you? Lust of the flesh? Lust of the eyes? The pride of life? Is the body of sin not dead yet? And your spirit has not come forth out of the tomb. Now we're going to turn to another scripture. Now we're going to begin what receiving the inheritances is about. We get a glimpse of it all throughout the Bible. The promises of God. There's a kingdom that's coming. You will be my children. I will be your father. I will make you a royal priesthood. A lot of glimpses. But we didn't have any understanding. You won't. I can tell a child that's two years old. You're going to grow up and be a mighty person. I go, what's growing up? What's mighty? I don't want to grow up. I just want to run around and have fun. I don't want to be responsible. I just want to have fun. That's a child. So let's look at Matthew 25, 34. This is Christ Jesus speaking. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. This is during the day of judgment up in the kingdom. When the earth below us that we're on now has been destroyed. All of humanity is being judged. We are walking up to the king, and he's going to divide us. Some of us followed his voice, which led us into death, which led us down a path we didn't want to go, but we went. We followed Matthew uh, 25, where we went. Some of us spiritually understood what those meant about feeding the poor. Clothing the naked. We understood. He's talking about spiritual things. Others of us had to be herded and pushed. And driven like goats. So yes. You will be judged and tried. On your level of understanding. And if you did. How did he get you where he needed you to be? Did he have to put you in time out a lot? 
Do you have to spank your fanny? Have sit down talks with you a lot. Because you weren't going. You were not growing up. You were not giving up the flesh. And its desires. If he told you to quit smoking cigarettes. Do you do it cold turkey and stop? If he said, quit having sex outside of your marriage, do you do that? If he tells you to love a Christian, or love a Buddhist, or a Hindu, can you? He's looking and he's testing. And you will one day stand before him, all humanity will. And he will judge you based on your knowledge. Whether you are just a child. Because he wants to give you something. Or rather him. That was prepared for you. From the foundation of the world. Do you know what that means? The kingdom. What is that? Have you studied the kingdom as an inheritance that meant before the world the earth was even created in the heart and mind of God he said to himself when I have children I want to give them the kingdom what does that mean have you studied thoroughly what is the kingdom of heaven Is it the same as the kingdom of God? And why would the Father give you this and not Jesus Christ? Jesus tells us this is not his to give you, but the Father's. But if you don't know what this inheritance is, this kingdom, you don't know what you're working for. You don't know why you need to grow up. You don't know what lies ahead and what the heart of the Father is unless you've studied the kingdom. Is this the promise of God? That we will inherit the kingdom? That I thought we were going to get all the other stuff. We are. All the promises of God are in The inheritance of the kingdom. That's right. They're in it. If you don't understand what the kingdom is. Then you don't understand yet. The father. And how he thinks. And how he's organized. And how his government works. How he works. How Jesus works. You won't know the role of Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit or the angels. You won't even know what that role of earth is and why we are even here. If you do not have kingdom theology and understanding. What were some of these things throughout the Old Testament that we were promised? To every child... 
of this living God. That would be our legal inheritance. Our divine portion. That which we receive as a gift. On that day when we come before the king. And we're separated out. Now Pastor Deborah went through that. And I'm going to talk about that. Because he doesn't have to wait until you get at that point. Some of us grow up very fast. I did. I knew God was in a hurry to get work done down here. It's sort of like you got to move quickly as Paul did. Boom. You have an experience. It happens. You believe. You get moving. That's how I was. Now remember I was saved since I was four. I stayed a child. Till in my forties. When I had a powerful powerful experiences. With the presence of God itself. And I heard that God was in a hurry. People were dying and going to hell. Well I was sitting on a pew. Just doing life. Going to bars and restaurants and dating. Then I got married and had a child. Just in church doing nothing. My heart started aching. Because I was allowed to feel the very love. And the pains of a heart of the father. For those who are not yet his children. Matthew 25 when he talks to us. That he's going to look to see if you will go spiritually. After those who are not in the family. Orphans. And you will bring them bread and food. Spiritual words. Or were you just in the flesh? All. Everyone. Are going to die. But he paid a price for that spirit. On the inside. That after death it would come to him. And be with him forever. Is that the goal you're working for? Or are you just trying to have more earthly blessings? Are you willing to die? Pastor Deborah's been shot at? Almost stabbed in my own home from these people that I was trying to help? They have robbed me? Had false accusations to the police against me. Got me kicked out of churches. Turned friends and family against me. The enemy worked through my husband. And my brother to attack me. Verbally and physically. People were running Cars were running red lights trying to kill me. They tried to kidnap me. Pastor Deborah's walked this walk. In just loving. Multi-generational Satanist. Those in the occult. The shamans. The imams. Those that are trying to get into the spirit realm. Through the ancestors. 
through witchcraft, through every kind of perversion you can think of. I've had to love murderers and those that were trying to kill me myself with a love that was beyond me. It was God's love. I had to demonstrate it, show it time after time after time. I was tested and tried. Could I love them like he loved them? Would I go the distance to death myself? Could I allow myself to be attacked, threatened? Did I live in fear? Or was I at peace? I can talk to you about this because I've been there. I've lived side by side with what you think are Muslims, but I've lived with multi-generational Satanists full of demon spirits, disassociated with dark side parts, human spirits coming through their bodies, demons coming through my husband, snakes coming out of my own husband's spiritual body. I've had them come in my cats and dogs, follow me around everywhere I go. Everywhere. I've had them plot and plan to kidnap me and kill me. Take me to satanic meetings and kill me. And I had to stand every single time in peace and faith in God that I knew my work was not done yet. I had to love them as Christ loved them from the cross and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I can talk to you about this because I grew up and I got the kingdom. I inherited the promises. Let's listen. To something. And let's hear what we were originally created to do and the inheritances we were to have and the characteristics we were to exhibit here on earth spiritually. Let's see where it began. Genesis one twenty six. I'm going to read it to you, so I'll be looking down a little bit. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth verse 27 so God created man in his own image do you know what God's image is if you don't you have to study you cannot grow up and become of age if you don't study him in the image of God created he him this Man was both male and female because God himself on the inside was both male and female. Created he them. 
Verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea. A deep teaching about that one, a little later in another one. And over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing. That moves upon the earth. So right from the beginning. We were decreed and prophesied and declared. That we were to have dominion. That means kingdom. We were to have a domain that we had authority in. And power and things listened to us. We kept order. No chaos. We kept the rule and order of the dominion, the domain, the kingdom. But we lost that. When we disobeyed God and we ate of that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We lost that dominion. The prophecy was still there. That the only legal spiritual being on planet earth. Was a man. Inside of a dirt body. That would have had the Holy Spirit in him. But when the Holy Spirit left. That connection. To that kingdom and that God was severed. But Satan the adversary of God said. I'll put myself one of mine spirits in their spirit and I will use the same pattern the same decree and prophecy on earth with the same people that were supposed to be gods but now they're mine and our natures changed our image changed we were made and conceived now through DNA changes through spiritual changes we became the image and the likeness of Satan himself an adversary of God full of lust coveting hate towards God and our spirit that was there became possessed which means owned by impregnated by and had within it an unholy spirit that was connected to Satan Satan took the pattern and got his own family And we stayed in that condition until one day a young man named Jesus Christ walked himself to the cross so that that old creature, that old image and nature would die. The old man, both spirit, soul, and body would die on the cross. And he took all of that on himself. So out of death could come newness of life. And he showed us what happened to us on the word, in the cross, in the grave, in hell and in the tomb. You have to study all that so you can grow up. Then you have to have an experience of walking yourself, your old man, your flesh, your old desires, everything from the ancestors, everything 
to a cross. You must get inside of Jesus himself and experience the love he had for you as he took all of that ick, that image and likeness that was Satan on himself and went into hell itself. Have you gone there with him? Have you experienced the punishment that he took? Have you watched it spiritually to know what he did for you? Did you see him open the cages, the prison doors, after he took his punishment and the Holy Spirit got back in him, even in hell? And he walked up to Satan in hell and said, Give me the keys, the authority to hell, death, and the grave. I have been tried and tested. I lay down my life out of love for another. I was innocent and took their guilt. I passed the law of the kingdom of heaven. And he got the keys and opened the doors to Adam and woman and Noah, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and King David and Solomon and all those before the flood. And he preached that I was the one that you lost. But I've come back for you. I couldn't leave you to this plight. I couldn't let you die to me and my father eternally. I came back for you. I know you felt there was no hope, but I came back. I had to grow up myself. I had to wait till I was ready to pass the test to go to a cross. I have come back for you. He preached. The doors were opened. And he took them all to the kingdom with him. And he cleared out hell. You must have that experience yourself. That's part of growing up. Coming of age. Now let's kind of review some of the inheritances that we've been promised. In Proverbs 3.35 it says we'll inherit glory. In Matthew 5 5, we will inherit the earth. In Matthew 19 29, we inherit everlasting life. In Matthew 25 34, it says, an eternal kingdom of heaven. In 1 Corinthians 15 50, we inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, that is different. Then the kingdom of heaven you must study. Pastor Henry must teach you. And if he doesn't know, you must ask the Holy Spirit to help you. We will inherit faith and patience in Hebrews 6.12. In 1 Peter 3.9 it says we will inherit a blessing. And in Revelations 2.17 it says, We will inherit all things. 
by overcoming. It's a lot to inherit, don't you think? But as you know, you cannot pass on serious things, valuable things to children. They'll waste them, throw them away, lose them. Cannot do it. So the children are given little things and they're tested to see if we can trust you with them. Maybe it's your clothes. Do you keep them clean? Maybe you're giving your little brother or sister to watch out for or to help mama fix meals. Or you're learning obedience or you're going to school. Or you play fair on the when you're playing with your friends. And if somebody gets hurt, do you pray for them? Or do you try to lie, cheat, and steal? Even as a child, we're told, we are known by our deeds and our behaviors, what's in our heart. Yes, even as children, we will be looked at. Then it goes on and says, we also, in Isaiah fifty-seven thirteen says, we can possess the land, his holy mountain. What does that mean? Study. Come of age and grow up. We can also inherit in Matthew nineteen twenty nine everlasting life. First Samuel two eight says the throne of glory. Psalms twenty five thirteen says inherit the earth. Psalms 37.11 says an abundance of peace. Proverbs 8.21 Glory and wisdom to fill our treasuries. What does that mean? 1 Corinthians 15.50 The kingdom of God. Now many people believe I'll get that when I get to heaven. But Pastor Deborah got it now. Because I grew up. I came of age. I passed my test. I studied, studied, studied. Oh, I had a family. And I raised a son. He's doing quite well. But I knew God was in a hurry. To reach people. So I want to tell you how this happened to me. Pastor Deborah. And these scriptures that I'm going to read to you reveal the process that I went through. And you will have to go through it also. To come of age. To receive legally. Now while you're on earth. The inheritances. And how it began for me. Was crying. I began by feeling the heart of the Father for multi-generational Satanists, witches, those that were in the cult, those who were into vampirism, the Muslims, Buddhists, anybody, pedophiles, murderers. Do you know how much the Father loves them? 
Do you know how much his heart pains for them? Because they don't know about him. Do you know how he feels about everybody? I had to learn. Every time I went to church, I cried. I changed every song from singing about bless me, bless me, all about me to Father, touch them, touch them. I became an intercessor and praying, a priest, crying out to God for those that didn't know him. They couldn't worship him in spirit and truth like he taught us at the well with the Samaritan woman. Those who didn't know him then knew were going to go to hell. Every song became a prayer. I knew I believed and I would be going to heaven. They weren't. I felt his pains. What sent him to the cross and took the pains? I felt his heart. I'd cry and cry because he was hurting. He was in pain because he couldn't, didn't have all his children. And he needed a human to help him. Oh, he was doing works. I heard testimonies of people having dreams and getting saved in their sleep. I knew he was working in ways way beyond what I understood. But first, I had to get to know him. I had to feel his heart of love for humanity. So every song became a prayer to him about them I was coming of age I was laying down myself and my thoughts of bless me help me begging him to feed me I didn't care all I could think about were the people who did not know him I didn't sleep much I didn't go and have a praise and worship service. I couldn't. My heart was breaking for them who didn't know him. Have you had that kind of experience? Or do you just go and praise yourself? It's all about you. And that you found him. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah to you. Do you even give one thought to others? Do you change your songs into prayers? Do you get on your knees and your face and cry out to him in church, in the dirt? I did. That he would touch, send somebody to help them. They were dying and going to hell. I never had a chance to know about him. That's how I began coming of age. My heart broke for those that didn't know him. I quit thinking about myself. 
I could praise God, but they couldn't. I quit asking prayers for myself and family. I just ask them, God, is my brother, father, mother, husband, are they saved? Will they be? That was it. Done. I didn't pray for supplies and food. I worked. I prayed for others. I became a priest interceding. But I had to feel God's heart for them first. Do you know how much he loves them that persecute you? All those corrupt and crooked leaders? Those that are attacking you? The pedophiles and the abusers? Do you know how much he loves them? Do you know how much he loves those who kidnap children? And rape them? Do you know his heart for them? Oh, he doesn't like what they do. But do you know how he really feels towards the spirit that's in there? I started learning. I started becoming of age. That's when it began. When I could look and day by day, I could feel God's heart. I was sensitive to him. I stayed in contact with him. Father, are you behind that hurricane or is the other guy? Are you behind this? Are you up to something? I had to know who was behind situations and circumstances. Oh, I was attacked by my own brothers and sisters in Christ. I was taken off committees, set down, kicked out of churches, threatened if I even talked to people. I'd be in trouble. Falsely accused of doing things I didn't do. Attacked at home from husband and brother. Because I started learning how to cast out these devils. This other image and likeness of God. I started moving in the kingdom of heaven. Learning about how Jesus demonstrated the kingdom. Through signs and wonders I started practicing. Laying hands on people. Praying for them. And the power of God moving through me. You go watch my videos in the King's International Spiritual Care University. I walk you through the basic stuff I went through to inherit my inheritance. It wasn't easy growing up. It wasn't easy laying down things I wanted but I was here trying to help him receive what he wanted, which was every human spirit. My faith had to grow. I had to study the kingdom and the king. And I did that through a wonderful man. He's in heaven now. Dr. Miles Monroe of the Bahamas Faith Ministry. He grew up in the Bahamas when it was a colony of England. 
He was able to connect the Bible to kingdom and kings. I still watch him today. If you don't have that learning, because that's what the book is about, a king, his kingdom and his kids, as Miles always said. And you must study all areas of it. Because you don't know what it's about. And you just stay a child. So then as I began moving through the gifts of the Spirit. God had to learn if I could be trusted with them. Could he give me the gift of discerning of spirits to do ministry with? Gifts of wisdom, healing, miracles. Did I believe in casting out of devils as Jesus Christ did? Could through the gift of discerning of the Spirit see them, know them, hear them? Would I become afraid when they started growling and eyes rolling back in their head? Did I yell and scream at the devils? They're not death, you know. Could I work with children, women, men, Christians? Testing, testing, trying my reins. I had to read books and more books and more books, true stories. I had to study. I had to get on teams, the prayer team. I had to be a part of the deliverance team at church. I had to read and study. I had to believe. I was coming of age. I had to practice and practice. Took test and test even though my own people were coming against me. Did I still love them? Did I get mad? Did I quit? Or did I keep going on? That was Pastor Deborah's coming of age. And I didn't realize at the time what I was doing. A lot of times we just go through something and then we get the information of what we went through. So after I got this, and even this was took me years, I went through a two-year transition to kill the old man in myself. Jan had to die. That's a story called It's Time on the website. Deborah had to come up. That was my first name. Two years to learn how to be Deborah. Then the test came to try to get Jan, the old man, back out of the grave. Who was hurt and wounded. Tests, tests, temptations, trials. On every step of the way it will occur. From your own people. From God himself. From the enemy. Because God is looking to see, can he trust you? With the power of the kingdom, its dominion, its authority, its gifts, its riches. Can he trust you with signs and wonders? Can you become like Christ Jesus was and say, my father is in here. He is doing his own work. And when he wants to talk through me and do work through me, he is quite welcome. I will step back. Or do you remain just a creature of this earth and the flesh when people ask me where am I from I tell them I'm an alien off planet being because that's my spirit my dirt is from this planet 
My language had to change. Everything had to change. I had to go through puberty. I had to learn and grow. Takes time. And one day I remember, I don't even know when it was, I'm called in the Spirit. I had to learn, do I follow a pastor? Is that the truth? Am I following flesh? Am I following another voice? And the other voices will come. And they'll pretend like they're God himself. I've had that happen. It's called the garden hose story. I don't know if it's up yet. Where I listened to a voice to get a blessing and it was Satan himself. And God held him off till I could catch myself, repent, and then into the courtroom we went. Do you know anything about the judge of the universe and the courtroom? Can you present your case to save other people? Can you present your case to the judge that you have the keys to authority, death, and hell? Can you battle Satan in the courtroom with Jesus Christ standing next to you? Do you know the law? You have to become a lawyer, sort of speaking. You have to defend yourself spiritually against Satan and your accusers spiritually to the judge, which is God. Or do you just remain a child and cry and moan and groan? Poor woe is me. That's a child. Always thinking about themselves. Always thinking about you. Always thinking about yourself. I have to get after a lot of people. Because they beg for money from me. They show me orphans with empty plates. We got poverty over here. I am not. I have no money to give. I have no resources to give you. I'm after the spirit inside. And so is God himself. When you start begging for food and money. Even from your Christian friends. Jesus says you are acting as a pagan. He says, if you're not going after the kingdom of heaven itself first, then you're just a pagan. Most people don't think much of other people begging. They're just using social media now to be a digital pimp. They put the kids out on the internet with pictures and beg for money. Some people are being used by the Islamic people. The Muslims threatening them. If you go, you go beg, and you give us the money. That's not what you do. I have to get after many, many Christians because they are beggars. God says you'll never hear a Christian begging for food. I'm after the spirit that's in there. I don't work with the flesh. Did that, done that, taken them in my home, paid for them to go to college and food. They steal from you. They lie, cheat, and steal. I stay where Christ stays. Christ isn't even here anymore in the flesh. You cannot know him. He's after your spirit. 
That's where they are at. And they want to give you spiritual food. The other you're going to have to go and work and toil and labor. We were told that. To eat earthly food you must work. So a lot of people work. They sell people into slavery, sex, human trafficking, sell drugs, rip people off. Just to have for their flesh. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Pastor Deborah's a tough cookie. She's a full grown. She don't tolerate much from body of Christ. I'll spot you in a heartbeat. Now, back to the teaching. Second Peter one eleven. Verse one. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Belief with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. What that means is the righteousness they went to the cross. They were in right standing with the law. They paid the price. And that's how you got the faith. Verse 2. Grace and peace will be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus Christ. You do not have knowledge of God. If you just stay with Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You're missing God. They are two separate people. They have two separate functions. Purposes. You must learn them both. If you listen to Christ Jesus. He says my father. My father. My father is here. My father sent me. I'm on my father's business. But if you just stay and study Jesus. You're just at the door. He's saying come on in. The father has built this. I'm just the doorway for you to get in. Come in through me. Through belief in me. Step through Christ. And get to know the Father. And his kingdom. Most Christians stay at the door with just Jesus. So the first requirement that you. And even Pastor Deborah had to do. Was to have the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. That's how you're going to inherit. That's the step one of becoming of age. And when this was increasing in my life. This knowledge of God. The Father. The King. The Kingdom. Christ. The Servant. I studied the Holy Spirit. When this was increasing, more knowledge was coming in. More truths were coming in. More knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge. I'm looking up words in the dictionaries. I'm asking the Holy Spirit questions and questions. Question, why is this? How is that? Is that you? Is that him? What's going on? Then grace, and which is favor. Hearing of one's prayers, protection, 
and more power and more wisdom and more peace and more right standing with God you would lose your fear of death you would lose more of your shame and defilement and dishonor when this was increasing in my life many of this was decreasing many of it was increasing in my thoughts in my spirit my spirit was feeding and eating and growing I'd read six books at one time I didn't understand the Bible I had to ask the Holy Spirit I didn't do things like everybody else did I just went through life sort of my heart and mind were set on studying why I was called to help people I knew God was in a hurry I had to grow up fast so I had to study so we're told that when all of these things began increasing in my life at the time I'm going through this I don't know I'm doing fulfilling these scriptures I'm told later that I did that would be increased and multiplied to me that meant I would have grace and favor and hearing my prayers would be heard I would have more protection more power more wisdom more peace fear would dissipate I would not have so much of it I would not have shame and dishonor anymore and this increase this multiplied to me and it'll come to you through gaining knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ sort of like going to school you learn more math more spelling words more math more science it's called precept upon precept little bit here a little bit more take a test learn a new thing take a test learn a new thing that's all I was doing for years you must get deep spiritual truths and knowledge of God he mu- you must learn him as creator I want you to go look at my videos on story time talks to you about him you must learn about him as the everlasting father and lord the king the judge of the universe the almighty verse 3 these promises these gifts happen to us according as his divine power that be the Holy Spirit has given unto us to all humanity all things that pertain unto life he's going to give it to you but you must be seeking it going to school for it taking your test in it and passing of course that pertain unto life for we had been in spiritual death which is ignorance and to godliness 
So we inherit through his divine power all these things that pertain to life, godliness, more of our promises, our inheritances are slowly coming. Also, these things would happen through the knowledge of God and of Christ Jesus that has called us to glory means we're called to shine have resurrection glory get our Holy Spirit back and we're called to virtue to be clean and pure and love verse 4 thereby are you given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that's our inheritances so our inheritance are given they are decreed to us to receive them to have them they are exceedingly great and precious promises so that by these these exceedingly great and precious promises we might be partakers of the divine nature and what is this divine nature an eternal nature of God himself his image and likeness now we're back at Genesis 1:26 and when we receive these great promises Thereby, and we receive his nature, his image and likeness back. We become reborn. Thereby, when we receive this, escaping through his nature, his image and likeness, the corruption, the defilement, the nature, the image and likeness of Satan, of death that is in the world, the system of the spirit, the soul, and the physical body. That's one world. And in the world out here on planet earth. That exists through lust. And lust is the burning desire, the coveting of something that is not yours, but another's. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. Changed, being changed into the same image and likeness of the glory of the God. Genesis 1.26. When we look into a mirror and see looking at us all the glory of the Lord, we are changed into that image and likeness the nature of God from glory to glory each time we look in the mirror we look at God we see ourselves you look at God you see ourselves you look at God in the mirror you see ourselves looking back at us 
even though you don't feel like it, you don't look like it now, you're saying go from glory to glory. Keep looking in the mirror. Keep looking at God. Keep looking to see who you are. Change. Become like Him. Get His image. Get His nature. Get His feelings. Act like Him. Back to Second Peter 1 verse 5. And besides this, this being a partaker of the Lord's divine nature, which causes us to escape the world of corruption of spirit, soul, and physical body, and of the world systems, the government here on earth, of religion, of the lust of the flesh, we all with all diligence that means steady work give all diligence steady work constant work add to this this new and glorious nature this image and likeness of God add to your beliefs your knowledge your concepts your understanding in these these great exceeding promises of partaking in God's nature and image first add virtue that means valor and excellence praise and be strong then to this quality to this image and likeness this nature of God add knowledge and then in verse 6 add to knowledge Temperance, which means quiet, long-suffering, moderation of emotions. And to temperance, add patience, which is long-suffering, waiting, full of hope. And to patience, add godliness. The characteristics of the image and likeness of God himself. And to godliness, Add brotherly kindness. Love your neighbor as yourself. Christ on the cross. And to brotherly kindness. Add charity. Agape love. In Galatians 6.10 we read. As we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good. To all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now, I get asked for a lot of money, and I tell them I have none. I am on Social Security. I am 68 years old. I have very little money. All I have to give is spiritual teaching to the Spirit. I don't travel. I don't go anywhere. I have no church, no members, no denomination covers me. I take up no offerings. I sell nothing. Everything is free. So all I have to give is spiritual teaching to the Spirit. Now let's go to 1 John 4.20. If a man say, I love God... And hates his brother. That's another Christian. He is a liar. 
For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen. That could even be a non-Christian. How can he love God whom he's not seen? Verse 21. And this commandment have we from him that he who loves God loves his brother. You get an idea about love? Mm-hmm. Testing you. Trying your reins right there. Now I went through this but didn't know I was going through it. When I was attacked by my own church members. Could I still love them? Could I go back and work with them? Did I turn? Did I run? Test time. But I didn't know I was going through this till afterwards. So I'm giving you something that so you will know what you're going to go through to come of age to inherit your inheritances. Verse eight in Second Peter, I think we're in Second Peter here, let me check and say. Okay. Yep, Second Peter verse one uh scripture one. Verse 8. For if these things, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Christ Jesus, and we have received, inherited all things that pertain unto life. You're not perceiving. You're not understanding. You're stumbling and groping around. And cannot see afar off. Can't see down the road. Into the future. Into the realm of the spirit. You cannot see there. You cannot see what he's trying to do through you. With you. To you. To reach out. And has for, and you have forgotten. You have very poor memory. And have amnesia. That you yourself were purged cleansed from your old sins. You've forgotten that when you're blind. You cannot see that. First John 1 7 says 5 through 7 This then is the message which we have heard of him, Christ and declare unto you That God is light, truth, and in him is no darkness, ignorance at all. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk, live, and think, and In darkness, in ignorance, we lie and do not do the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk, we live in the light, in the truth, as he, Christ, is in the light, is in the truth. We have fellowship. One with another. 
me and Jesus then are in fellowship. We are, me and God are in fellowship. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses from all sin. Very interesting. Now back to Second Peter 1, 10 through 11. So therefore, brethren, give diligence, steady growth, hard work, study to make your calling, the inheritance, the promises, the gifts, and election, your redemption, your salvation and rebirthing, sure, solid, guaranteed, assured. For if you do, not only do you have to have all this knowledge, possess it, but you must do all these things that were just listed. You shall never fail. No stumbling. No failures. Verse 11. And if you never fail. No stumbling. And you're always fruitful. And you're full. And abounding. In the things listed. Then for so an entrance. A doorway. An opening. A vision is seen. The curtain can be pulled back. What was hidden and waiting for you. Your inheritance. Shall be opened to you. Ministered unto you. Abundantly. Into the everlasting kingdom. Of our Lord. And Savior Jesus Christ. Well, when that happened to me, the Garden of Eden was opened up to me. I walked through the door, past the cherubim with the flaming sword. You can read about that in story time with Pastor Deborah. I walked into the Garden of Eden, had been shut up. I became its shepherd. I learned. All about God in there. Teaching goes on all the time. I walked into the Holy of Holies. In a relationship with God. That I still have today. The inheritance was given. The door was opened. I walked into the kingdom. Of heaven. There's the door. Right there. I found it. The angels opened it. I grew up. I came of age. I inherited the kingdom. This happened to me. Didn't know it that I was going through these steps. But I learned later I did. I fully walk in the inheritance. I have been released by the Father. I'm under him directly. Not under any teachers and tutors except the Holy Spirit. I move in signs and wonders. And all the gifts. I've received all the blessings. And I'm about the Father's business.
My prayers are answered. I am as a God myself, his son, as Christ was, the anointed king. Healings happen. Spirit of God flows through me and through my words. He's in me. Sometimes he does his own work through me. He provides for my protection. I carry 12 angels with me at all times. The main one is Samuel. I go into some dark places where there's battle and the enemy is there. But I'm never alone. I spend most nights in the garden as the shepherd on a hill. People come to me to get saved, to be forgiven. They come from all over the world. Sometimes God talks to them himself through me. Sometimes I just rest. I know all the creatures on the living trees. They all talk and sing, you know. I became a new creature in Christ. Jan had died. Deborah had come alive. I have lots of spiritual visions. I see in the spirit. I hear in the vision. I have a spiritual ministry. They are in abundance in my life. I became a king. A mighty one. I inherited the earth. All of nature will respond to me. There's a, I don't know if I've written yet, Dr. Doolittle and Narnia. All of nature was waiting for Pastor Deborah to grow up, just like they are you, to help them to be free from the subjugation of Satan. They are tortured and abused. They have power. The earth itself has power. It is rising up now. And it will take us out if we abuse it. They will work for you. They will protect you. They are our allies. If you love them and do not hurt them. That is part of the inheritance. I conquered death, hell and the grave. I went into the courtroom of the judge of the universe pleaded my case to have authority over death go read 72 virgins once I did that I could go into hell itself just as Christ Jesus did I go many times and I preach the word to those that are there I had received the inheritance the keys to hell death and the grave itself I do lots of spiritual ministry. All over the world I travel. I can go in dreams and visions. I've been in, into women's wombs. Laid hand on the little baby before it's aborted. Blessed it, claimed it, dedicated it to God. I can go at the moment of death. I've stood in flames of fire on a satanic altar. I've taken sickness and pains of others onto myself to show them the love of God. Got a pacemaker. There's a story on prayer and fasting called about that. 
about how I showed the love of Jesus to others. I'll take your burden and your pain as Christ Jesus took mine. God sometimes does his own work through my spirit. He talks through me when he wants to. Because this is his work to his children. So we have a partnership. I live in the garden, but not all the time. I'm in contact with it, but they stay in there for their safety. This is a hard world out here. Satan and his devils are out here. I do a lot of deliverance work, even in my prayers, even in my sleep. I've become a mighty king. And the kingdom I first learned how to handle. Spirit, soul, and physical body. I want you to go and look at the King and Kingdom series. And you'll learn about that. Because that's what you have to learn. I'm in one with the Father and the Son. And the Holy Spirit. I can see the new earth coming. I also believe we're going to be going to other planets. This is just test time. You don't think we're the only things in the whole billions of galaxies out there, do you? But you first have to be tested and tried. Because what are you going to do? You're going to go out for five years without going back to the kingdom? Can you be trusted like in Star Trek? Can you do the right thing with other creatures? Test, test. Trials, temptations, attacks. You must pass. It's the only way you'll grow up. This kingdom is a vast kingdom of light and truth. Dominion and authority. As we always were to have from Genesis 1.26. It has resources and knowledge. But when you depend on the human kingdom the flesh you're going to have troubles so follow the word study grow up and you'll get your inheritance take your test pass them the attacks are going to come pray for the others that don't know him yet and that doorway the gift To the kingdom of God. Your inheritance. The kingdom of heaven. It will open to you. It's there. You see that door right there? It's opened. But you cannot come past the cherubim yet. Until you pass the test. He allows a lot of people to come through. To come meet me. The demons cannot come in. You must be a trusted servant. You're in the family business. You're sort of off planet from the kingdom of heaven. You have the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times we do things without consulting him. We don't listen to him. Don't even know his voice. So if you too want to receive the fullness of of inheritance while you're still here and living on planet earth it is possible to happen to be about the father's business 
you can do it. Follow this pattern, take your test, and pass. If not, you will remain a child, simple, and then you will die. And you will go to school up there, but you'll never gain all that you wanted. Lot to learn. You can grow slow or grow fast. That's up to you. You can die to yourself slowly or fast. That's up to you. He's waiting on you to decide how fast you want to grow up. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Pastor Henry and these wonderful people. We thank you for your words of light and spirit. That you showed us the way to inherit the kingdom of heaven, our inheritance, and everything that's in it. You showed us the way where we can become adults, mature, developed in your word, and being about the Father's business. Help these people to grow up quickly, take their test and pass, so they too can be about your work. Father, help them. You know each one of them. You know how they need to learn and study. And Father, help them all you can. For the world is waiting for them. Depending on them to grow up. And shine out your light of love to them. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Pastor Henry, I have enjoyed teaching you. I hope you are well. Stay in contact with me. And love and bye, everybody. i got to do a lot more recording on many different topics and subjects. But I wanted to finish this one up. The inheritance. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. Rise up, become kings, grow up and become mature so you can receive. And a doorway can be open to you and you can walk through. And all of heaven will be so happy and all of earth will be so happy that you grew up. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah. See you again. Bye-bye. For so the entrance shall be ministered, open, shown unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. There it is. It is opened. So grow up. Come of age. The kingdom of heaven awaits you. It is not far, but you must mature. It is your inheritance that was prepared for you from before the foundations of the world. You will find the entrance and you will be handed this gift, this inherit, when you mature and grow up and are no longer a creature of the flesh, the old man. Then you will become a shepherd in the garden. You will learn to meet the creatures, the living trees and singing flowers, and you will learn and meet all of humanity. The garden is waiting for you. The cherubim will let you pass. So come, mature and develop, grow up, come of age, and receive the king's
crown, the kingdom of heaven, and put on your crown, for you are a king, no longer a prince in waiting, but a king. Come, grow up and mature. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.